What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glenn Enos Jr. and Matthew Souza. Souza. And both of our young, asterisk-upped kings, Brendan Borges and Jake Aronson. What's up, guys? Thanks for having us on, boys. No, I'll let the champs be back on. Yeah, yeah. Say what you need to say, champ. I'm sorry, champ. Hmm. Is there a way to pronounce an asterisk? Is it an asterisk? I thought it was asterisk. Asterisk. I mean, I'm not going to sound it out like that. People say asterisk. Uh, People say asterisk. I say Jake Aronson. (laughs) Oh, man. Come on. That that hurts, man. That it hurts. I had no say in this. And well, the, the thing is, let's just let's just talk about it, okay? We promised you two weeks ago when we had um, week seventeen that the league champion would be on the show to discuss their championship, and uh, I figured since we didn't know who the fuck the champion was last week until the decision was made, um, let's just have both people on. And a decision was made, by the way. Uh, Brendan, do you want to tell us what that decision was? Well, the decision was that uh, the find-a-way Warriors, they, they, they were crowned champs. They scored more points than me, uh, and he waddled away. My, my wonderful team this year set up for success, but they, they, couldn't, they couldn't asterisk their way to a win. So Jake Aronson won. He's a champ. And, and why did Jake Aronson win? Like, what, what, what happened, you know? Because so, I, I saw the projections, you were projected to win, hmm. and I'm pretty sure Craig sent you a text like, "Welcome to the Champions Club." A and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit of reverse psychology at his yeah. finest. So just just break it down for us. What happened? So you know we're going into the big Monday night game. Uh, Jake had his hero T Higgins out there and his uh, his wonderful flex Devin Singletary, and then I just had uh, you know Josh Allen, kind of like a minor player this year, and Stephon Diggs whatever, run-of-the-mill wide receiver, running into the end of the game. You know, first play, they're hooking up left and right, and then obviously tragedy occurred, and I did not score as many points. By the end of the game, just uh, my guys didn't put up enough. We had uh, Daniel Jones on the bench, put up 36, sat him. It was it was, it was was miserable. It was well, miserable. Let's not, let's, not, let's not get into the things that you should have done. Let's talk about what happened. Um, how many points were you down by when the DeMar Hamlin incident took place i believe it was six six, six points. points in yep. the first quarter i'm sorry yeah, in the first wait, quarter wait. hold on, I, think hold it was... on. I feel like we should at least note this with the fact that demar hamlin is fine now uh just update because this is the first podcast that we've done six since then so everybody i just i'm just making sure i'm just you know i want people to know that we're acknowledging that He's okay. So Brendan was down ten points, just to be exact. Going into points. the start of the game, right? Yes. Oh, he was down. He oh, was down no. six because so what happened? It shows fifty-six to forty-six right now on the app because they took away the points that Diggs and Allen had accumulated Ooh. in that game before it got paused. So it was actually six points. I think it was fifty-six to fifty, um, and. Yeah, I think that's what it got to, like after Diggs and. Uh, that's right. Yeah, you're you're a better wow. guest than me. So that that's an even <laughs> bigger thing. 
Imagine a world. Now, let's say this. When, when the game was stopped, Brandon, you're only down by six points, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine a world where you were up by six points, and then they take the points away. Oh. Now, how does that work? No. Well, you don't want to do what the fought. app says at that point. No, yeah. Because they completely discounted the, the, the game. Like, the game never happened. Well, the game didn't happen. Well, we did see them score fantasy points. So if it came down to that, it would have been it, we would have had to have a bigger debate. But oh, yeah. I mean, the points were scored. Even if the app takes it away and it wow. was called a postponed game, we saw them make the catches, we saw them make the throws. Um, we would be lying to ourselves if we didn't have the ESPN fantasy app and we were scoring ourselves, we would have scored those points. So, but, but the thing is, we do have the ESPN fantasy app. And if you look in the Constitution of the Westport Football League, <laughs> uh, the First <laughs> Amendment says. Do what the app says. Um, the only okay. amendment. What's That's the second amendment? amendment? Second amendment is second um, amendment, to amendment, amendment one. one. Yeah. <laughs> right to bear arms against the commission. I didn't even think about that possibility of like them taking the points away. I just thought that because I didn't even know them. they took the points away. I thought I it didn't just either. As um as it was. Let me okay. see. So so Brendan, wow. you didn't score enough points, okay? And you know we were we were waiting to see what they did with the game. Obviously, mm-hmm. they suspended the game. Uh, we didn't get that news until after we recorded last week's podcast. So when they suspend the game, Jake, I want you to tell me what happened. What was the so, news that you got? What's the news that I got? Like right after, right, like right that night when it got suspended or the news I got from Panacho the next day? What, what, what do you mean? In regards to the championship in the Westport League, what was the news that was said to the league? as far as uh, how the championship would be determined. So essentially, Panacho said, if they resume the game, then we would continue our matchup and accumulate points from the players that we had from that matchup for the remainder of that game, if it did resume. It took a while for the NFL to come out to finally say that it wasn't going to resume. And then Panacho went ahead and said, we're going to call it as is. Jake's the champion. Somehow, I found a way, not in the way I would ever want to find a way. And, yeah, so I was crowned champion, and Brendan got shafted. I'm not going to lie. I feel terrible for him because he did have he did have Allen, best quarterback in the league, at least fantasy, or one of the – what is he, top one or two? I forget exactly what he is, but he's one of the best. two. Mahomes is here. Was yeah, number one. Mahomes is one. So, yeah, he's number two. Um, so one of the best in the league, and then obviously Stephon Diggs, one of the best receivers, going against me, who had Higgins and Singletary with a six-point lead. Clearly, I had a shot to win, but you did. You know, all bets say Brendan Wood, and it sucks. It sucks. I, I wanted. I went into this matchup before it even started. It was like Friday night, and I was, or even Thursday, uh, just thinking, yeah, like. So happy it's gonna be me or Brendan. One of us is gonna win this championship, Bears, Baron Square. One of us is gonna be a new league champion, never seen before on the trophy. Baron and Square. then now we have a fucking thing like this on the last game of the uh, week, Monday night. It's just, it's, it sucks. I have a question, Jake. So, so you've been ever since like day one, uh, you've been saying how shitty you feel about this, about being the champion. Now, to me, I always thought it was because of, like, DeMar Hamlin's sake. 
Like I won because he died or he almost died. Is now that we know he's okay, do you still feel shitty or do you really feel shitty because Brendan gets shafted? Like, what's really the reason why you feel shitty? Is it because of Brendan or is it because of Damar Hamlin? Damar Hamlin's alive, so I, it's hard to really like continue to feel bad now that he's like fine. But my immediate reaction, and Melinda can vouch for me on this, is I felt just my stomach turned over because I thought this man was dead. I even said it in the chat. Yeah, I was like, the, my first reaction, my first saw him go down, I was like, man, he really just turned off. Like, he just turned off and fell to the ground. And then next thing I know, they're doing CPR on him. And, and then I'm thinking, oh, man, they're not playing this game. Like, first reaction was him. And then once I found out he was going to be all good, I was like, well, this just ended uh, fantasy season, like one of the wildest seasons ever, where I thought I had a decent shot at this championship fair and square. And, uh, Unfortunately, I can't say that. So that's that. Those were my reactions in a, in a mm. chronological order. Sousa, I like to think that Jake is a man of integrity and he didn't want to win like this. You know, I, I think that's how he carries himself. Um, and just for the game, I want to say that I felt guilty because. I've never walked that close of a moral line before because I just wanted him to be okay but like just for them to continue the game at the same time when i first saw the injury i was like okay like you know he's gonna be fine once everything came out afterwards i was like oh man i I, that's i hope he's okay but what the hell just happened like i you you see those hits you don't know that something like that's gonna happen so i'm like like, seen before you know i i i wanted him to be okay i was like what is going to happen when they said go back on in five minutes i was like are they really gonna do that because I would feel shitty if they play. They're crying, and then everyone's just besides himself. What's Josh Allen cry? Like that was weird. Um Diggs tried to rile, rile everyone up, uh, and it just didn't work. It was all for naught. No one was ready for the game. I don't know. I was. I wanted them to play so bad, but at the same time, I was like, they just, they just can't. They just can't. So. Yeah, I was. Um, I was with you there, Brendan. There's a there's a tough moral line because I also I was in a league with Josh Allen trying to win. I was behind trying to fight for a championship. And, uh, you know, initially, you know, injuries happen all the time. They stop the games all the time. The medical teams come out and they go to commercial that comes back and they're still doing it. So at the, at the very beginning, I'm like, all right, let's get this game going already. Like get them off the field. Mm. And then you're like, Oh shit, there's an ambulance on the field. Like, Oh my God. Obviously they started giving more information of what's actually going on. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Then he was getting crazy. CPR for nine minutes. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, and yeah, then it cuts surreal. here. Whopper, whopper, yeah. whopper, whopper. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but no, it's it's insane ending to an insane year. Yeah. Um, glad he's okay. That that makes this a lot better to talk about. But um, yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. Jake Aronson, you found a way. So Jake, um, obviously you're you're a commissioner of our dynasty league, the Weekend Warriors. Um, do you agree with the way Panacho handled the situation? Oh, good question. I think he handled the situation in similar fashion that I did. Am I right? You did, but I think, I think your decision was a little easier to make than his. Right. So so, so think think of it this way, like, 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 okay. We, we don't know what's happening with the game, but also 
he gave you the option as far as whatever you want to do with the winnings. So not only not only are you being crowned champion, like your name's going on the trophy of the league champion, you also just took the pot from Brendan too in the in this fashion. But he left it up to you to, you know, do whatever you want with the money. And you being the good person that you are, you guys split the pot, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And I, I think leaving the, 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 the pot decision, splitting the pot decision up to the two people in the championship in this circumstance was the best way to do it. I left it up to to uh, Canapa, Alex Canapa and ours. And obviously he decided to no, know, which I think majority of people can respect because he had a, such a big league, uh, lead. And in our situation, if I had been winning by, say, I don't know, 75 points or something, which obviously that's that's a huge margin, probably wouldn't be realistic. But if I just had a huge lead and it, it really wouldn't be possible for Brendan to overcome it or there's a very low likelihood, then I would have no, I would have no remorse by taking the whole pot to myself. But in my situation, Brendan had the higher chance to win per ESPN fantasy. So splitting the money with him was a no brainer. And I think everyone could agree with that. And yeah, Brendan's a good dude. If it was Panacho playing me, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in that, so uh, I don't know. If, I mean, you could be, I'm joking, kidding but... about that. I, w- I would have split it with whoever, like regardless <laughs> if, if, if they, if they were in my situation where I won and I really wasn't supposed to win like I did, like that Allen and Diggs should have made it a lot closer, if not, not have won it. Um, and everyone can agree with that. Now, how do you think about the uh, situation in the Grocers League where Suze's down by 25 with Josh Allen? 20, 26, yeah. 26, that's right. I'm He's sorry. in that league. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, even, that's even a more difficult situation to uh, – <laughs> to go about i don't know i i yeah that, that one's so easy for i mean we've seen alan do it time and time again so that's the, that's pro- the projections brother. were like less than a point like going into that game that we were right. like gonna tie pretty much meaning it was like a 50 50 and if yeah. there's any way any game that you're gonna split a pot it'd be a 50 50 <laughs> projection maybe exactly. or you know if a guy who's definitely gonna lose ends up winning for sure. Um, Susan, did, uh, did the league champion split the pot with you? No, he didn't. He oh. uh, So Zach reached out to me, and I'm not complaining. I, I'm, I, I'm fine, whatever. Um, but Zach reached out to me, showing texts from the champions just to show that he reached out to him. And he's like, and basically he said, uh, the champ said, not my problem. I was going to win. It. I would have won anyway. Like, we're done here. I won fair and square. Like, I won. It was fair and square. What a All fucking right. douchebag. Whatever. <laughs> 25 points or 26 points from Josh Allen, who could get that in his sleep. In in this that matchup where it's probably gonna be a shootout right. when the Bengals scored in like a minute. You can say you can say what you want, anything. All right. Obviously, the right thing to do is to split the money. I I, res- I respect in our situation in the Westport League, I mean, I re- I respect Panacha's decision to leave it up to you because Obviously, you probably wouldn't have won if the game continued. We don't know what would have happened in the Grocers League. And right. uh, Zach kind of did the same thing. But, I mean, if you're Ian in that situation, like, 
just be better, dude. Like, are you, you saying? Are you saying Zach should have overrode that, or not his fault? It's all on. Uh, it should have. Been I, I told. I said to Zach, like, to put that in Ian's hands, you know, where he thinks that oh, he's it's an automatic win because he's up twenty five with Josh Allen. Like, how how can you say that? Just that doesn't make throw sense. That Josh Allen's uh, average is twenty five points a week. That's his average point scored. So it's actually a little higher in our league because they did. Zach has minus one for interceptions as opposed to two. So he actually was getting like over 20. He got over 26, exactly eight out of 16 games. So it was like literally a 50, 50 chance with those statistics that he'd get what I needed. So it was like such a toss up, like, Oh my God, it's going to be a crazy game. And to see it stop. I'm like, no, what's going on here? Yeah. You might have to, you might be the worst case out of, out of all of us. Uh, Brendan, obviously very tough, but, I don't know. It's it's tough. I mean, it's unprecedented territory in terms of like stuff where the situation you're in, Susan. It's like I feel like the man, the commission has got to step in where they think they need to and 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 uh, make a decision. Zach's decision was leave it up to you guys, and you know that's if that's what he thought. That's what he thought. I mean, I, I'm not in his shoes, so I, I can't say I would know what to do exactly. So you have his fun. blood. I do have his blood. I do have his blood. And, uh, yeah, I, I just still, I don't know what I would have done. I just, I don't know. It's a yeah, I'm, I'm, it's not, okay. I'm not throwing on Zach because that's the decision he made. Um, like I said, Ian's got to know better. And hopefully we get to talk about it with Ian if the Patriots, I'm sorry, if the uh, Cowboys face the Eagles in this postseason because I told him we would have him on especially. Um, so hopefully we get that chance. I'm just, uh, I'm just curious, guys, how transparent – like, were you guys like texting each other? Were you just Panacho texting you guys? Like, basically, right at like, right as they called the game, I just sent a dick pic to Brendan. <laughs> the the clear and obvious go to. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no, yeah. No. I texted him and I was just like, dude, this is unbelievable. I can't believe what's going like happening right now. And we just kept going back and forth on, you know, just we were we weren't. I mean, so much anxiety waiting for the NFL to fucking finally make a decision on what they were going to do for the game. And so we just kept sort of saying, you know, we, we, we hate waiting this out and whatnot. And and then they finally did. Or before they made the decision, I even said, if they cancel this game outright, I'm splitting the pot with you. So, but yeah, Brendan, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I thought that we had the situation handled the whole time. Like, for example, even if, you know, the, you know, Panacho decided that you're going to get the full amount. Um, you, it's your money. You could have split it in the end. So the commissioner's kind of out of the whole money picture, in my opinion. Um, it's going to be up to the person who earns it. But my question for you guys is, is this not something that should have came to a vote? I feel like it kind of the decision came in unilaterally from Panacho, and it kind of just hit me. There was no like, OK, would, should we do this or should we do that? It was just a decision. Um, that was probably my only gripe with the whole situation yeah, is that we just got one text that said, uh, I've decided after much thought. He could so, have been picking his ass the whole week and been like, ah, you know what? What are they going to do this? We have no idea, and we, no one got to talk about it. So that's my so only Here's the thing. I think it should be a discussion between the commissioner and the two people in the championship. Everybody else in the league, don't mean fuck all. In mm. my opinion, don't be mad. Susan's opinion, don't be mad. If we're not in the championship, it's between you two guys and the commissioner. 
as far as league votes and, and, and democracy and majority rules, that should stay to league rules, money that we put in for the league, you know, all the stuff that, that, that involves the whole league, toilet bowl punishment, anything that involves the whole league should be done by the league as a vote. I agree. Com- this, this is a, a situation where you need an executive decision. Right. Because it's just so unprecedented. Just like, just like the point, the, the decimal point thing where me and Susan had tied before it went to two decimals. Yep. We didn't know who was going to win moving on. Panacho said, you know, we'll see what the app does. Susan made, Susan, Susan wrote up the fucking declaration of independence of emails <laughs> to ESPN. <laughs> and this is why I need to win. Next day, <laughs> later, <laughs> next day later, <laughs> dude, this is why you have two decimal yes. points is because yeah. of this man, Matthew Souza. So next I'd time, like you know, so. if you're ever in a close game in ESPN and it has two decimal points, you can thank that guy. Um, Pioneer. But no, I, I, I think um, it should definitely be a commissioner's decision. He can, I mean, he, he can listen to anybody he wants to. Like if he asked me for advice on what I should do. I would tell him what I would think. You can ask mm. anybody else. But I think it mainly has to be a conversation between the people in the championship, him saying what he's thinking and what he's thinking about and what he's leaning towards to, and then before he announces a decision to the league, you know, let you know. Okay. About. But I will well, say with see, full clarity. Oh, sorry. Go uh, ahead. No, I was just going to say my opinion is kind of the same. I feel like it should have been between the three of you guys. But if he didn't communicate privately with you guys, I think that – is is short-sighted on his part because then it kind of leads to what you're feeling now like did you just make this decision because you're just like oh this is it or you know i feel like if he had had like a dialogue with both of you like like a group chat with both of you or something and been like Mm. hey this is what we're gonna do if x happens this is what we're gonna do when y happens this is what we're gonna do when z happens what are your thoughts like what are you guys thinking like tell me what you guys how you guys feel about that yeah that's that's where i feel he fell short I mean, like, I don't even necessarily disagree with the decision that he made. I yep. just think it should have been communicated more to you guys. Because like Glenn said, ultimately it's between the three of you because it doesn't affect any of us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, but, that's what I was going to say with full clarity. Me and Jake privately already decided what was going to happen. Because yep. we, Jake said himself, he was like, if they cancel this game, we'll play the points that were scored. And and that's what we'll do. But we were just waiting for the NFL's decision. Once it came, once they announced that the game was just completely moot, I just texted him congratulations because I understood. But the following text from Panacho was – and it's, it's what Mason said. That's only in, in that specific regard. But the end result, I completely understand. I mean, it's, it's out of our hands. Because um, well, the thing is, Panacho texted me after, like, I – you know, he's like, I hope, you know um, – like, like, boy, just doesn't think that, like, I, I'm, I'm doing this despite him. Like, this no. is really just like, you know, no. how the, I said, you really, I, I told him, I said, you don't really have a choice. Like, I don't know what else you can do besides if you wanted to do co-champions, you know, or whatever. But yeah. if you want to just have one name on the trophy, this and that, I would mm. say, I, I mean, co-champions would be all right. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I was, I was either going one extreme of co-champions, having two names on the trophy, or no champion, seeing as we didn't have a game <laughs> in week 17. No contest. I think it's like, it's a situation where it's like, pick your boys. And I think either way you look at it, no matter way, whether it's co-champions, me with an asterisk, Brendan with an asterisk, whatever, whatever the outcome was in this in this specific situation, it's, it wasn't going to be 
it wasn't going to be the best. So I, I, so knowing that I just said, whatever commission decides, I'm just going to roll with it because it's going to be shitty. It's not going to be the best no matter what. Right. And, um, just, just, I will say in terms of like communication, Panacho did text me individually and it was, it was the day I made it, like announced it to the league that we were splitting it. It was earlier that day, Panacho had texted me and said, Hey, like, would you be cool splitting it with Brendan? But this was after Brendan and I had already decided if the game got canceled, we would just split the pot no matter what. So. See, that, that's, that, that's good by him to reach out yeah, to you and yeah, ask that. Yeah. No, because, I mean, like, he asked you first, and if you said yes, you know, obviously you're cool with it. That's fine. And I think it kind of takes the pressure off him than to just say, you guys are splitting the money, and that's my decision. Um, so I'm glad he texted you that. And if you would have said no, then he would have been in, like, a tough spot, like, well, you don't really fucking deserve it. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> that I feel like that's where he might have made the executive decision to say split the money if you would have said no, but it's tough to say no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, I think any I, pretty much everyone in our league would probably have done what I did. I I, I would hope at least um, we were pretty honorable members of the league. Um, so yeah, I Brendan's a good dude, and what happened happened. We can't change it. It sucks. On to twenty twenty three. Yeah. So now, so now, Jake, let me ask you this: Like, um, do you think you're gonna get back there to the championship again? Here's the thing: I will have my name again on that trophy where it won't be questioned. Because as it stands right now, I can't flex this. I can't go to the draft party next year and be like, "Oh yeah, you like this chip? You like this ring?" Uh, I can't use it as in an argument. Like if someone's saying, "Oh," All this different stuff, you know, about me fantasy wise. If I'm, you know, in, I mean, in you, this you, league or another league. Jake, Jake, I disagree, bro. I think this championship, even though you know you can make an argument that there's an asterisk, I think it still gives you a lot of a lot of ammunition because now people can't make the argument that you're only good every three years because you technically made it to the chip back to back years at least. Yeah, I knew that going into the chip. I mean, you make a good but, point. I think I think what's really memorable from this year is at least for me, it's just like making it to the championship game. The result happened. It is what it is. But my run to get the championship game, I, I we have great people in this league, and I hope they they remember that. Hell yeah, man! Well, speaking of that, uh, we do have we do have a lot of you know smart people in this league and owners in this league. But we got the news last night that uh, you finished second. Yeah, in the GM of the year <laughs> voting. I was just going to say that would be the way to remember that you did it. Right. Um, and I voted for you. I think uh, there's several people that said they picked you first. Um, I guess, except Mason, who you weren't even on his list. Maybe Jake, that was the I'm difference. A, I am, look, man, I am sorry. <laughs> also, so glad that my vote was fucking kept <laughs> private. I really appreciate that. Uh, you fucking cocksuckers. Really appreciate oh, I, that. It's all no. good. Jake, I am sorry. I hope you know I intentionally was not trying to like. That's not good. Poor guy. Poor guy. Won the trip, had to split his money with Brendan, and now he can't even get extra money because you weren't even. He wasn't even on your ballot. <laughs> Fuck. Man. It is tough, Mason. It's tough, but I'll, uh, I'll, um, I'll forgive you, man. I, I know, I know, you, you, you know, you looked at it. 
probably made it probably made a few quick selections and, and forgot about me, which is it's okay. <laughs> forgot about him. Hey. It's okay, Mason. I'm, I'm not gonna hold it against you. Honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna this hold it against fucked you. anyways. Doesn't even matter. Um sorry, Jake. To make you I feel have... better, Jake, I, I voted you first. I voted your brother second. Um, I actually voted my dad third, Susan fourth, and Brendan fifth. Because Brendan, um, all he did was have a good draft. That's it. That's a good GM. Draft's good. So that's that's still part of yeah, it. That's still but, and, and he had a great se- season. But I'm talking about year-long grind. All Brendan all right. had to do was set the guys in his lineup who weren't on by. And he was going to finish 10-4 and four and go to the chip. That's all he had to do. What about you ad for, drops for Brendan? Yeah, you forget the fact that he picked up a top five tight end, Evan Ingram. Suck me with Evan Ingram. <laughs> um, Jake Aronson turned his team completely around. Uh, fleeced Fryer in a deal that not enough people are talking about. And honestly, continue to find a way. I yeah, appreciate through that. Trades, adding Christian Watson. Um, yeah. And then your brother had a great draft, added the key pieces that he needed to add, maybe maybe made one too many trades as far as the Debo trade, and that might have been his demise. But I think he did a good job. I think my dad starting off one and five and then making the run to go into the playoffs based on all his moves, the Keenan Allen move ended up paying off, and he got Tony Pollard for fucking free. Um, That was cool. And I think Souza showing again that – in regular season, it's his time, and he, he he did what he needed to do, and then that's where I had Brendan after him. Yante Johnson really didn't score a touchdown this year. Yeah, I know. That's why I turned him to you. Scored a two-point conversion, though. Oh, so he was in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Brendan, I have a question for you. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, as much as you you are robbed from not having the championship, Jake is also robbed by not having, you know, the, I guess, the glory of being champion. Would you rather be the one who's not champion, but everyone knows is the rightful champion? Or would you rather be the one who actually is the champ, but people know and maybe you shouldn't? It's kind of like a Game of Thrones situation where it's like you're not the rightful king, but technically you're wearing the crown. All right. I would think of it. I would think, imagine... 10 years from now, this league is still going strong. You know, we're all powering through. Um, And we're all talking about the crazy years or the championship. Jake can say that he has a chip. He won a championship. Regardless of what happened, what happened 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 just like any other season. It was obviously a crazy circumstance, but he won the game. So he deserves the championship regardless of all the asterisks you can put on it. So he is a champion in full in my book. There's really no way around it. We decided that he was champion, so he could say he was. Looking, you know, chit-chat, and but he won it. He, You're going he by the record belt. books. Yeah. Uh, see, the thing Fair is, enough. Not everybody in this league paid attention to the record books. Uh, we're just going to remember this year as the year that this championship happened. We'll remember that it's you, Brendan. But like you said, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, we're going to see Jake's name on the trophy just like, oh, Jake won the chip that year. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. No. That's, I think that's crazy. You have I, – I put this way, Brendan. You have more of a point to say, ah, I got screwed and, you know, I should be champion. 
But eventually, when we get Alzheimer's, we're not going to remember. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're uh, going to uh, we're going to need that inscription. We're going right. to we're going to need yeah. to remember. Be like, oh yeah, Little football. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> right. So uh, I, I think it is better to be Jake in this situation. Um, oh, talk no. about soccer. <laughs> All right. You know, you know when a- at that point, you know. <laughs> sorry, SpongeBob reference, but when. Uh, He's winning all those awards. He opens his closet and the trophies all pile out on him. When we're 80, that'll be Mason with the toilet bowls. Oh, my God. <laughs> He'll open the door. Just, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, you can go sit on my trophy in the bathroom. Dad, that's your toilet. I know. That's your toilet. Your toilet. All right. You my popular. Bronze toilet. My <laughs> popular demand, uh, we're just going to, we're going to move on and we're going to bring back a game that, we had last time Jake Anson was on. This is called the Mill Huddle Game. It's kind of like word association. I'm like going to say is. a word or a phrase, and you guys are going to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. So we're going to start with Jake, Brendan, okay? So I'm going to give Jake 10 phrases, 10 words, whatever, and then he's going to give me the first one, and then we're going to go to Brendan, and you're going to do the exact same thing. Wait, wait. Before we start this round, I just have a quick question. Is my response, can it only be one word, or can it be like a, a quick for, two words? First thing, first thing that comes to mind, quick. Okay. One, right. one breath. That's all you get. All right. Cool. All right. Are you ready? I, I, I was born ready for this game. Go. All right. This is No Huddle with Jake Aarons. Westport League. The best. Weekend Warriors. Talkative. <laughs> Mac Jones. A bitch. <laughs> oh. Brendan Borges. Honorable. Collusion. Uh, not the Westport Fantasy Football League. <laughs> uh, Georgia Bulldogs. Dominance. GM of the year. Me, Shafted. <laughs> Christian Watson. A come up. Toilet. Mason. <laughs> Sorry, Mason. Yeah, the low-hanging fruit. <sighs> and last you but not least. Toilet paper. You could have said poop. Poop. <laughs> and last but not least, the 2011 Westport Marlins. Frauds. Thank you. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Giants for life. Let's go. Uh, that's a, that's for a whole other podcast. I could talk two hours on that. Um, all right, Brendan, you ready? Yeah, go hit me. All right, this is no huddle with Brendan Borges. The Westport League, best. Jim and Skip, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only right answer. That's the only. Right, and then and then you say Cam, you say a rock. Rock, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Swag. <laughs> Jake Aronson. Champ. <laughs> no asterisk. The asterisk is silent. You're a good dude. <laughs> Collusion. Uh, R- Roger Goodell came to my mind. I have no idea why. <laughs> that's, that's pretty accurate. Josh Allen. Sexy. Craig Heiler. Hundin. 
Nice. For the, for those German listeners. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't say Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad yeah, we're, gonna get, we're gonna get bashed by the, the Twitch TOS for that. German Twitch is coming after us. <laughs> We've been banned. Um, Dr. Mario. Spin to win, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Toilet. Mason! <laughs> Come on, man. And last but not least, Cookie Pancakes. Awful. They taste like shit. <laughs> the truth comes out. Damn. Oh, not what it's cracked up to be. The cookie oh, pizza. Shit. Do not try at home. And here's no. some chocolate milk. And here's some chocolate milk. <laughs> um, um, Craig, Craig said Cam LMAO in the chat. <laughs> me, yeah, I, gotta, I gotta open oh, that back gotta, up. Yeah, me too. I knew something was missing on my computer. Nice, real fucking nice guys. That's Sorry, great. great. Not showing support. Well, I, had, I had to go on my phone to play the game. I had it open. I had to close it. Um. So yeah, week eighteen just passed us. Fantasy football's over. NFL season's still going on, and now we have the playoffs set in stone. And this year, Mason, um, Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, and the Patriots are not in the playoffs. Why is that? No, they're not. Um, are we? So we're talking about the Patriots right now. Yep. All right. Great. Okay. Oh, he's ready. I am ready. I have a list. I have a oh. list of things I wanted to talk. about. Oh my about. god, he's got the yeah. notes app. List. I got the notes app out, baby. First of all, I don't know if you guys listened to the Belichick press conference yesterday that he had. Um, basically, my man ripped. He ripped. Uh, Robert Ass? Kraft. No, might as well have. Just done that in the microphone instead. He'd look better today. Wait, he uh, ripped Robert Kraft? Yeah. He said that saying? the team he said that the team was like one of the lowest spent in spending in the NFL as to like a reason why they didn't have the appropriate talent on the field. And then as far as Mac Jones, like people asked about like Mac Jones like moving forward and like seasons to come, he said, Yeah, he can uh he can definitely play in this league. That's all he said. I'm sorry, who said this? Belichick. Wow. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to be honest with you guys. Um, Belichick straight up fucking embarrassed himself yesterday at that press conference. Hmm. Um, I guess before going on, I should know for anyone who lives under a rock. The Patriots did not beat the Bills this past weekend. Honestly, I was surprised how well they played against the Bills, relatively speaking. Um, I think Mac Jones played probably his best game all season. And I think it it's good on him for actually being professional and showing up to that game when I think literally everyone realistically was like, the Patriots are about to get absolutely fucking murdered. DeMar Hamilton's like situation had the Bills very emotionally charged. And, um, you know, for the fact that the Patriots stayed in that game for as long as they did, I think was was good, okay? But ultimately they lost. And I'm glad that they lost because now that should lead to some changes that need to be made on the team. Um, and this gets back to Belichick, right? So Belichick made an absolute fool out of himself because, let's be honest, the Patriots can't compete with the Bills. Do you know why the Patriots can't compete with the Bills? It's not because they don't spend enough fucking money, which, by the way, Bill, you're the fucking highest, pace co- highest paid coach in the league. First of all, okay, so when we tack that money on, 
to how much money the Patriots are spending. That shoots them up quite a bit, but we don't do that. So, you know, why doesn't he slow his roll with that shit, first of all? Secondly, you know how you get past no spending bill? Actually being able to draft. That's how you get past that shit. Dude, any team that buys their team in free agency almost always does not see success and certainly not longevity okay because the Rams. exactly those guys are old you load up for maybe one or two runs and that's it the way that you you get through get past that is that you let guys go that are going to go for those second bigger contracts after their rookie deal and you bring in talent through the draft patriots cannot do that okay so it's not about the fucking talent on the roster either the bottom line is that the coaching sucked ass this season you saw what the patriots looked like with an actual offensive coordinator last year and mac jones was the best rookie quarterback by far and instead of giving him that um you know instead of instead of giving him more of the same he had to change everything up and like he he was awful this year he took he took like three steps back like he it was it was a noticeable difference and the offense as a whole did that so like if i'm craft after this i'm saying bill buddy pal you got to get rid of what's going on on offense if you don't do that here's the deal you're gone Go break Don Shula's record somewhere else. I do not care, right? That's it. Because the, the the offense was a joke. They got pulled from a Sunday night game. I know that goes right up Robert Kraft's ass, okay? And then they just, they, they have been a laughingstock in the league all year. People are going to talk about that play against the Raiders for decades because of how absolutely batshit stupid it was the patriots were an embarrassment this year they weren't just bad when they failed they failed exponentially bad okay and for that brand that brand that robert Kraft has built for the past 20 some odd years for that to happen i think he is absolutely not going to accept that and like I said, if Bill says that he doesn't want to get rid of the coaching, at this point, I got to be honest, I'm out. If you don't want to get rid of Patricia and Judge, go coach somewhere else. Someone else can do it. Because at this point, you're just putting your own sycophants and f your own friends in positions of power just to get them like better standing throughout the league or just coaching with people that you fucking like that are yes men. Go do it somewhere else. Sorry. Yeah. No, that was a good good points. Um, as far as the Patriots go, I Glenn, I think you just I think you need to hit the far button. Just 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 slam it right now. Just that 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 sums up that sums up the year. I mean, Mason hit a lot of good points. The things that fired me up the most um, was just Patricia at offensive coordinator or whatever. They're sharing the duties, him and Judge. It's like that. He's not an offensive mind. He's a defensive guy. And then just just the fact that we sign guys like Aguilar, right? We we pay them a lot of money. Aguilar doesn't even get used. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Doesn't even get used. 
he doesn't he, and when he does he's not doing much it's like Jacoby Myers is our best receiver and if we could pair if we went out and just grabbed I don't know, like a Devontae Adams or just just an elite receiver and paired him with someone like Jacoby Myers, Mac Jones would be he'd, be he'd be almost like he's back in Alabama where he's he's throwing the ball, he's loose with it. Now he's just constantly under pressure, constantly has no one to throw the ball to, and it's just it's just been a meltdown of a year. And uh, yeah, there's not much else not much else to say. So yeah, they it's it's crazy. Like the acquisitions they made. It's just like such such bottom of the barrel talent. I don't know if it's just like a, a a bill thing where it's like I know I can turn these guys into something like Kendrick Bourne, Aguilar, Devontae Parker, Muhammad Sanu. The best signing they've had in recent years is Reggie Wayne. Yeah. Right? Reggie Wayne didn't make the team. So I know, but like, he was wasn't he like with them for a second? Yeah, he was. And then he he said I in was, training camp, he said, This is too far. I know that that, that was the joke I wanted to make though. Because that's but no, everyone I, else has like who are these guys? I think Jake's right. I tried to make this argument to you guys in the off season. I was like, you guys were like, oh well, now he has Devontae Parker. And I was like, dude, Devontae Parker is not an alpha wide receiver. In what world? In <laughs> he what was at least world? better than when he's healthy, he is. Dude, come on. No. People are All treating right. Devontae Parker like he was going to be Jamar Chase for Joe Burrow. Give me a break. He was, he was number one, right? Wasn't that his number? Yeah, who cares? That's where the fucking comparison ends, bro. <laughs> aren't, like, aren't Patriots fans tired of the ring around the rosy that Bill does? Like, you have to fall for that same joke. Like, I'm going to fix them. I'm going to fix these crap players. Like, at the beginning, it was working. And I feel like at this point, it's just fail after fail after fail. Well, because, and I feel like that's the, the difference is? a Patriots fan. Brady's not there anymore. They don't have Tom Brady no more. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can get away with that when you have Brady. You can now. With Tom Tom Brady, he made stars into scrubs. I'm sorry. Scrubs into stars. Yeah. Sorry. Um, But Belichick has always, for 20-plus years, with the exception of maybe 2011, um, and maybe one more year, has had a top 10 defense every single year. He knows how to construct the defense. It's just now you're seeing the backlash without Tom Brady and not being able to put up points. Say what you want about the coaching. Do you think, Mason, if Josh McDaniel was still there this year, that they're a playoff team? Yeah, I I do. I do. I 100% do. I think that coaching legitimately cost them like three or four wins. So so what's the cap? What's the cap? If you bring in the best offensive coordinator, the best defensive coordinator, the best coach you have right now, Bill Belichick, is it a Super Bowl team with the roster that they have? No, I don't think they're a Super Bowl team, but I never said that they were a Super Bowl team. But I'm saying, what's the point? What, what What's the point? If you're rebuilding now and you don't want to spend money on guys to get back where you are, Bob Kraft, I'm pretty sure the second most grossing franchise in football behind the Cowboys, has the money, and he's had the success because they've had greatness over the past 20 years. With Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, they've won six Super Bowls. At the end of the day, if that's not the goal, what are we doing with Bill Belichick and you know, the rest of these guys? If Bill's there, wants, wants like like at this stage in Bill's career, does he want to rebuild? Does he want to continue to do this for the next five years? Hmm. If you're not gonna if you're not gonna sign any free agents, like high quality free agents, not your John U. Smiths, not your Devontae Parkers, not your Hunter Henrys, a guy like Jake said, Devontae Adams. It starts with the roster. 
and, and that's it. You don't have enough. That's the whole reason Tom Brady left was not having the roster around him because he realized he's getting older. He's not going to be able to do this anymore. And he left for greener pastures. And guess what? He won a Super Bowl with the roster that was surrounded around him, regardless whether it was Bruce Arians, Todd fucking Bowles. It doesn't matter. That That's how it is. I, I think that, that as bad as the coaching was, it definitely cost them some games this year. Is this a team that can win that AFC with the guys that are on the roster right now? And I think well, the answer well, is no. That's the thing, though. You don't know because let's say everything is, is the same in a vacuum. Maybe Mac Jones does take another step this year and he's better, like considerably better. But we don't know that because – he was, they were literally shot in the foot, dude. They were not put in a position to succeed from the jump. Like, that's just the bottom line. Like, I, like, we don't know how good they would have been because there's no way to tell now. You know what I mean? Like, if they still had Josh McDaniels, I think they could have potentially won a game in the playoffs. I'm, I'm being dead ass. Good defense and a good running game can get you far sometimes. Like the Titans. But the thing is, is their defense isn't even that good either. That's why, like, if if I had if I were the Patriots in the draft, I don't I forget what pick they are. I know they're like a mid round pick, but you take one of three places, and that's quarter uh, cornerback, offensive tackle, or wide receiver. I would prefer for them to get a known commodity wide receiver in free agency. I don't know who that is. I haven't looked at the free agent class, but. Because I, I know Bill can't really draft wide receivers. So I would prefer Not an possible. offensive tackle or cornerback. Because if you get a number one corner, all of a sudden it's a lot easier to play defense, right? You can do a lot more things creatively with your defense. You have a number one corner. And also, if Mac Jones actually has time to stand in the pocket and isn't getting killed on the offense because the offensive line can't block, then you can see you know, how does he do stepping up in the pocket? A lot of times the pocket isn't even there for the guy. He just gets absolutely bulldozed. So, I mean, like, I don't know. I just, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, like, I like Mac. He had, he had a great rookie season with the weapons that he did have. They made the playoffs. They got stomped on by the Bills in the first round. Um, you know, you want to see him progress, but I think without more help on the offensive side, whether if it's offensive line or weapons for Mac Jones to throw to, I mean, they have a good run game, but that's it. They're 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 a wild card team at best. Exactly. Unless you unless, unless you get players that are better, I don't care who the coaches are. You're a wild team, wild card team at best with this roster. Well, but exactly. that's but that's what people have said though is that the coach is the one who makes the difference, right? Like Bill Belichick's the best coach in the world. Like he should be able to make up for that shit. So what I say I think the fact that they play a play-in game on week 18 goes to show what Belichick could do with this team. Yeah, but that's that's the problem. That's my biggest gripe is is exactly what you're saying, Glenn. Is like we're an average to slightly above average team where we could maybe make it into a wild card game. But if we consistently, that's all we've done for the past two or three years. If we're going to consistently do that on a year-to-year basis, then our team's never going to go anywhere. We need to, we need to, we need to chop it down and 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 start from scratch. And if we're going to have a year or two where we fucking suck, then that's what it takes. It's like, yes, we've been spoiled in the past with all these Super Bowls, and it's like you can't just take that for granted. But when it comes to Bill and what he's doing, it's like it's he's just. He's staying in that middle ground, and we're not going to be able to go anywhere if he's running the team that way. 
Right. And, and like I said, I, I'm, I'm sure Kraft has to approve his spendings. He's also yeah. the, the GM. Um, Bill wears the pants in that relationship, right. for sure. Right. For him to say what he said at the press conference, I think it's just frustration as far as how the season ended. Collectively, the Patriots are, are a team. It's, you know, for the past 20 years, it's been Belichick, Kraft, and Brady. You know, three-headed monster. When they're all clicking on the same page, you see what can happen. Since Brady leaves, you know, you don't, you, you're missing the key piece in your quarterback. You still have Bill there. You still have Kraft. They know what it takes to win football games. But eventually, you just got to say, all right, let's do this. Let's gear up. Let's make a push. Let's get the guy, our quarterback that we drafted in the first round, Mac Jones. Let's get what he needs to succeed in the AFC. For sure. Once yeah. you make the not, Super Bowl, anything happens. Yeah, and they're not doing that either way. They're not going out and getting those pieces for Mac, and they're also not trying to rebuild it. So they're staying, they're stuck, and they're just going to keep finishing as this mediocre team who can maybe make the wild card games for the playoffs or maybe not. And if they do, they're going to lose first round. And it's just, it's just you want to claw your eyes out with the way it's just been run the last last three years or so. So, so I, I have uh, NFL free agents for twenty twenty three spot spot track is the website hopefully it's accurate and one key offensive guy who's going to be a free agent this year that they could get is uh tom brady i'm messing with you uh but the wide receivers don't look all too great i mean this it's a big rb class alan lazard juju juju smith schuster maybe i mean i guess Aguilar and myers are going to be free agents if they don't sign them obviously but there's not, a lot, there's not a lot of notable guys. Maybe we'll finally get Julio now that he's almost done. I wouldn't be surprised if the past yeah, did DeAndre. Guys, see that? Is he? I'm not seeing him on here. He's going to be a free agent. No, he trade. No, he's 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 requesting a trade from the Cardinals. Oh, oh I got you. So I can't. Say I, I have a question for the for the Pats fans. Right? What have you seen? The Patriots coaching actually try to change in the way they scheme up a game compared to when they had Brady and they were winning games. I feel like they approach every single game in the same formulaic way, but they just can't with their current weapons perform it. Like where was the short passing when you guys didn't have an offensive line? Tom Brady was just boom, ding, ding, ding. Mac can't really do that. And he doesn't have the receivers for it. They're not playing to their own. Like they're, they're trying to fit. Uh, you know, a uh, square peg into a circular hole year after year after year. Like they have their star in Ramondre and they they can't scheme him to win games only against like the really middling pack and like bad coach teams. Can they actually push through? Like where, where are they adjusting to their team? Or are they just beating their head against the wall? Do you guys know, <clears throat> this remind me, I just wanted to tell you this. Do you guys know that the Patriots did not beat a single quarterback besides one? They beat Jared, Jared Goff. Goff. That was it. We're going to talk they about. Not, they did not beat a single starting quarterback all season. They only beat backups. That's oh, it. Holy bro. shit. Bro, the only, the only starter they beat was Jared Goff, and that was at the beginning of the season when the Lions were, like, were like reeling after winning, like, their first game. They played like, eight on, backups? Like, I, I, yeah. This year, really I, would get, so. I would get the weekly snaps from Craig when he watches NBC Sports and says list of QBs that the Patriots have beaten this season. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. You would say that. Um, to answer to answer your question, Brendan, my thought is 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 what you're saying is right. We're we're trying to run something that's not working for what we have. We don't have much to work with in the first place, and so it just creates this shit show of an offense 
where we're trying to do things that we just can't do, or we're trying to maybe just the way Belichick works is <laughs> freaking catch is not um, the way Belichick works is I feel like he's very old school and he's, he's stuck to his ways and he, he, it's hard for him to change and adapt and especially adapt to new players. He's with Brady for freaking God yeah. knows how long and he was so used to that. And it's like, especially when it was working. So if it ain't broke, don't right. fix it. But like, well, exactly. Yeah, I think it is broke exactly. now. <laughs> right. Discipline part of the Patriots, I feel, is broke. You know, if even in their worst years under Brady, they were always a well-coached team with players that always do their role. And, you know, Mesa brought up earlier with that Raiders play. You're going to tell me any other iteration of the Patriots would make those two brain-dead decisions back-to-back? That's no. the difference, I feel, is that only, only other thing I saw was control. the Miami Miracle. Yeah. When uh, when yeah. and Drake fucking took that was off all in the Kenyan. head, that was all Kenyon. Yeah, um, it's, just, uh, it's just frustrating, um, you know, because I think the thing was is they had a good offensive system in place, Max rookie year, and then by bringing in two guys who literally had no idea what they were doing, they tried to like implement Kyle Shanahan's running scheme in the preseason, which failed spectacularly, by the way. Like, the Patriots were getting, like, the writers were saying that the Patriots were getting absolutely dominated, like, in the in the 11-on-11 drills in training camp, that, like, in the co, the co-practices. So, like, it, it was just, it was a disaster from beginning to end. And I do agree that the roster needs to improve, but at the same time, even though it's not a Super Bowl, you still could have been better this year, is what I'm saying. Which I know in the grand scheme of things is like, what's the point? Because I'm just saying for that franchise, like it's not like this is the Carolina Panthers or fucking, you know, this is New England. This is Boston. You you expect excellence year in and year out. And you've shown that for the past 20 years. And now since the sheriff leaves town, it's like all hope is lost. You know, uh, last last thing I want to say, too, is. The Patriots could play their style, but they would always be able to beat the shit coach teams, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Bills. It's complete switch now. Like it's they have to compete. They're not the number one anymore. And they don't know how to handle that, I feel. Like they would get into the playoffs every year, even with decent records, just because they'd win their division. The division's always shit. And now it's the everything's risen to the top and they're floating down. And yeah, I feel thing, like that's a, a part of it too. The it's, funny it's, thing is is that Josh Allen just wipes his ass with the Patriots every single time. Every time, wipes his ass with the Patriots. And that's going to happen for another fucking 15 years. So He does that a lot. What you just said, Brandon, that's Macho Man Randy Savage. The cream always rises to the top. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that cream's the Jaguars this year, right? It's the Jaguars! All Jaguars fans. Last Saturday, Brandon. Dougie. Oh, How psyched were you? Oh, I was literally jumping up and down. Like, Trevor, he had a bad game. He was not looking good. I'm, I know the, he was memed to death with that wide-open throw he missed. But uh, Jaguars are kind of playing their old game again. It was not with not on the run side, but on defense. Like, they got destroyed. They got, like, literally just, like, punched in the face in the first half. And the difference between last year's Jags and this year's Jags is Doug Peterson. 
Because Doug Peterson said, boys, this is not – obviously, Absolutely. that's obvious. But in, like, that exact scenario, he's like, we're not losing this game. And they com- they punch back, and they just the, – the, tr- the offense did not play. They played the same way the whole game. But it's that mentality of, like, that hard-nosed, you know, we're not giving you anything defense that the Jaguars can have. Yep. You know, they lost it. But they, they're back. And if they played both sides of the ball, which they have, they can make a push. They could, they could at least get a win this week against the Chargers, I think. A beatable oh, yeah. Chargers team. I'm, I'm rooting for them this week. Yeah. Um, what's too. their ceiling? AFC Championship? <sighs> Dude, I mean, they're going to get exposed against the Chiefs, regardless of what happens. Like, I, I mean, if they beat the Chargers, they, they, I, I don't see them getting to, to the AFC Championship. I think beating the Chargers and getting a playoff win, gets, notching, getting that notch in the belt for Trevor, that's all we can ask for. It's right. free. Everything's gravy right now, especially after the start of the season. Um, you know, safe to say they could probably do this again next year. They'll have the best quarterback in the division, and the other teams are all over the place. And they'll um, have Calvin Ridley. And they'll have Calvin oh Ridley. God. Like that's what a what a stu- who knows if he'll play. He has to get reinstated and everything. Um, um, but yeah, no, I, it's they they're setting themselves up for success. So a, one playoff win's good. There was a point where I don't know if it was last year because trevor was a rookie last year mm-hmm. where we were joking about the jags and you were like i'm not gonna be a jags fan anymore i'm gonna root for the bills or whoever mm-hmm. and i was like no this is the time you want to start being a jags fan yeah, yeah because yeah. of how trevor lawrence can be obviously you've seen that in college but obviously the biggest difference is the coaching they added a few weapons this year to christian kirk uh zay jones say what you know you want he had a great season too mm-hmm. um Jags it was the forward, coaching man. that made the difference. It was. It oh, what a surprise! Well, <laughs> forget about Evan Ingram. Don't don't forget Evan. Don't forget the signings. The the, the coaching is the difference because Urban Meyer was that bad. And, Dog shit. And, and here's the thing. See, whereas I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum from the Patriots. We have all the talent in the world. We have just been had sucky ass coaches. Head coaches from you know the nineties, mm. and it showed in the playoff game last year against San Fran because you're not going to win with uh, fourteen penalties, and hopefully they clean it up this year, and we'll see. But I'm I'm not optimistic because this is how it happens every single year. They they drag you in. They want you to think I'm 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 staying clear. I haven't talked I haven't talked any shit about the Cowboys saying yeah we're going to the Super Bowl we're doing this. Mm-hmm. I've already before the season started. I'm like right here. I'll give the Cowboys props when they do earn props, but this is the time to earn props, and they haven't done that yet. So I got to see it to believe it. Whereas um, Jaguars, what a run second half of the season coming into the playoffs. I think they could beat the Chargers because I don't think the Chargers are all that good. Mm-hmm. Even though Hell the yeah. fucking Messiah is that quarterback, Justin Herbert, <laughs> the second coming. <laughs> um. I want to talk about Suzer. Who's the better quarterback in that game? In what game? In the the Jaguars uh, San Diego game this season. I'm sorry, what? The Jaguars what game? This season? In in the Jaguars Chargers game, who's the better quarterback this season? I was just saying, I think you said San Diego. I just wanted to. Oh my God. I I did say San Diego. Dollar in the jar. jar. Jeez. It's too long, baby. It's T-Law. Oh, God. This year. I'll give it to him. This year. It's It's obvious. Um, And I think T-Law is going to have a better game than Herbert. And I think the Jags are going to win. And I'm saying it right here right now before we even get to the pick-ems. 
But just in a Herber, I had some broken ribs. No, no, I don't. I think Mike Williams is hurt. Yeah, well, here, no. Oh, well, that sucks. Uh, Guess who doesn't care? Get me. these excuses out of here already. Just kidding, Mike. Herb. Just kidding, Mike. I'm just kidding, Mike. That sounded very cold, and I apologize. Um, but he's not on my team anymore. Yeah, that's right. Sousa, this is the moment you've been waiting for the whole podcast because I want to talk about the Detroit Lions. Okay. Did everybody yep. watch the Sunday night football game? Because that's a fucking game. That was that, good. Like, Week 18, last game of the season, this is what you want. Winning, you're in if you're Green Bay. And the thing is, the Lions had a chance. Mm. But the the Seahawks won earlier in the day, and they beat the Rams, which means they would be then taking the Lions' spot uh, if the Lions were to beat the Green Bay Packers. So now you get the news. It's probably about, like, quarter of eight. You get ready to take the field, and you realize, oh, shit. Our season's over, man. Like, yeah, we can't. We can't. No, regardless what happens on this field for the next sixty minutes, we can't make the playoffs. So what? What are we gonna do? We're gonna fucking take down the Packers with us because we hate them. They have cheese on their heads, and we're gonna show the league that the Lions aren't a team to fuck with. And what did they do, Susan? They did that. They did the damn thing. They walked into Lambeau Field, the frozen tundra, in a winning endgame for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, the greatest quarterback of all time. And his last throw in a Packers uniform might be an interception. Oh. Yeah, they were saying how that's what happened with Brett Favre, too. Oh. What happened with Brady, too. Oh, Ooh, oh. <laughs> all the greats, dude! I saw I saw a TikTok earlier of a Lions fan walking through Lambeau Field after the game, and he's looking at his camera, and he goes, "He's like, even though we didn't make the playoffs, he's like, we're happier than all of these people here, and all oh these people God. are walking." He's like, even the children, and he po- he turns his camera around, he points the kid, and he goes, "Sad." like like this this is the moment for lions fans where although it's like yeah like like other teams are in the playoffs are like okay lions like relax you didn't make the playoffs this and that no 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 it's different because Mm -hmm. this is the packers and the lions hate the packers and if you've been a lions fan you despise aaron Rodgers for all the hail mary throws and all the shit that happens year after year from aaron Rodgers to your football team this is that sweet revenge. You might be Aaron Rodgers' last game played in a Packers uniform, and you forced him out of town. Bears hate him too, so they must have been loving that as well. That's true, but the Bears—they can't talk. They're, they're three, and they're actually going to get the number one pick. The Texans just just to show how a lot of people, a lot of America, was pulling for the Lions that night, and uh, that was just was amazing, amazing. And I mean, their season as a whole. They had their hard, hard knocks thing earlier, um, and then they came out sucking, so all that hype completely faded. But, uh, no, they, they pulled a winning record for the first time in four years, and Goff was looking competent. I mean, they had a lot of points scored. Uh, actually, I have that here as well. This is the most points scored they've had since 2011. Weren't they the that number one like- offense in the league for the first, like, six weeks? Yeah. yeah, and they were the, so, and the worst defense. defense. Yeah, and then when they had their first game where they sucked ass, it was against the Patriots. Just for the record, pretty mm-hmm. sure. Anyway, 
what I was going to say is in relation to the Lions, I fucking everyone loves an underdog story. Yeah. Undercat story. Oh, in this circumstance. <laughs> Fuck Aaron Rodgers. Go play with some crystals and microdose yourself with COVID, you dumbass. Okay? <laughs> crystals. Anyway, I love, and lastly, I should say, I love Jamal Williams. I love that him. guy's a character, man. National treasure. So funny. I love yeah. him. Elite too. And Dan Campbell too. Oh my God. They they got some some people. It's hard not to like the Lions. It took me it took me like the first 15 minutes of hard knocks to fall in love with Dan Campbell. Yeah. And then um yeah, Jamal Williams. I obviously the 17 games helps, but he broke Barry Sanders single season touchdown record for the Lions, which is <laughs> like the most insane thing. I, I think thirty year old Jamal Williams like Pokemon more than he likes football. Yeah, yeah he definitely, he definitely. Did might. you guys see his interview after the game though? I did. He yeah. explained oh, the anime God. comment. No, 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 no. Or no about, his, about his grandfather. No. Yeah, oh, no. and then he just went. He's like, and he was like mid years, and then he just complete one eighty, bro. Which dude? And he's like, yeah, we had to come out here. <laughs> Show that I was like, I was like, where did this come from, bro? He's like, put, the, put some respect on the lines. Oh, dude, yeah. I was, I He's was dying. It's awesome. Those tears dried up real quick, and then he just went nuts. And the yeah. reporter's just like, what the hell? He's <laughs> so funny. Who, Jamal, who, who do we think has? That was also a revenge game by Jamal too. Who do we think has bro. a brighter future? Um, let's say within the next five years. The Jaguars or the Lions? I got to go Jags on that one. Jaguars. Jags. All right. All right. Same, same. Yeah, it's hard not to say the Jags, but when you got T-Law, I think T-Law is really, really good. At least he can build. Like, after Jared Goff, like, how many years of success does Jared Goff have? That's exactly. the main factor of everything. I mean, and the Lions still have a long way to go with their defense, I feel, so. Yeah, yeah, I think the Jags are on the cusp of a breakout here next year. Mm. Could be, could be really big. I mm. think the Lions are a playoff team next year. I think the Jags. It's going to be tough for the Jags though to compete in the AFC, as long as Mahomes is still walking, as long as Allen's still walking, Lamar and all these guys, Burrow. Yeah, but like, here's the thing though: the Jaguars can kind of do at least what the Patriots did. They're in a kind of shitty division. You know what I mean? So right. Yeah. So they're they in a very shitty division. You just need the chance. Just win the division, get it as the four seed at least every year. You know what I mean? And you can make some noise in the playoffs. I mean, takes one game. You never know. Yeah. I mean, that is what the Eagles did originally when they made it to the Super Bowl. Like they weren't like, oh, this Eagles team is they're easily going to go to the Super Bowl. He made he is. Those teams fight like that's like the main thing with like they just don't give up. He'll pull out all the stops like. Um, I don't know if you guys were watching the game, but that triple reverse, it didn't work out. But, like, those weird plays that, you know, that, that swing games, like, he's he knows how to win a playoff game. He knows how to win a playoff game. I can see them squeaking one out against a better team. Um, but you're right. it's There's a giant wall or giant hurdle to climb when it comes to Allen Mahomes. So, and I, and look I what Burrow did. Look what Burrow did last year. So That's true. And now he's in that part of the conversation. Exactly. That easily. Yep. So maybe Trevor could be that guy maybe this year. Mm-hmm. Swag. Swag. Jeez. Oh, um all right. Let's let's talk playoffs as we do our preview for this uh wild card weekend. Fuck but first, yeah. since there's no playoff pick'em, uh let's talk about the regular season pick'em. <laughs> we have a winner. 
ladies and gentlemen, the winner is Applebee's two for twenty, <laughs> aka Hoonden Heiler, aka Old Craig, aka friend of the pod, and uh, he did it. He beat all three of uh, the hosts of the Stella Stella podcast and picks can pick them. And we said, you know, if you could do that, you're gonna win the grand prize. And we have yet to can disclose we, that grand prize. Can we get a round of applause? Yeah, let's just. I don't have a I don't have a soundboard for it. Oh shit. Okay, well just picture that we put a, there you go. That's <laughs> it has the enough echo. Hmm. All right. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um Oh whoa. So yeah, so what we're gonna have to do is um maybe we'll film it, maybe put it on the TikTok or something once we all present him with that uh, grand prize. But congrats hmm. to Craig. Uh I'd like to see him do it again next year. Probably not. But uh, um, you said that to him before. Yeah, I also said that he's gonna win the toilet too. He did. Um, let's see. There's always a comeback. So, <laughs> do you have any runner-ups? Who are the runner-ups in the pick'em? The runner-up was Sousa, I think. Yeah, I was trying to catch Craig for like the last month or two, and I just couldn't do it. And then Tebow third, right? Yes. I yeah. Check. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was a tough year. A lot, a lot of, a lot of unknowns, and we don't know what's going on. So, whatever. Um, <laughs> NFL wildcard round is this weekend, and there are some games here. Some good games, some big games, some games that uh, I can't wait for. We kick it off Saturday, at four thirty p.m. when the Seattle Seahawks, led by Geno Smith. Go to San Francisco to face the 49ers. Brock Purdy and company. Now, I know what you're thinking. 49ers, great defense, a lot of offensive weapons. But something about Geno Smith, something about Pete Carroll in San Francisco. Yeah. Geno, he, one could say he found a way. He could. And he could still find a way. Like, like when, I, when I'm looking yep. at, like, if I was to compare the Find Away Warriors and Seattle Seahawks, they're identically like the same team. You know, like, like it's just like they keep finding a way. Yeah. Even when you don't expect it. Even when you don't expect it, like the Lions on Sunday night. Right? How many Seattle fans actually thought, oh, the Lions going to beat the Packers? No, we don't have a chance. And they found a way. Right. What do, what do we say? Do we say Seahawks? No. <laughs> uh, I think the Niners are going pretty far. Yeah. I got the 49ers, man. As much as it pains me, I want the Seahawks to win so bad. I would love that. You really hate the Niners, though? I love the Niners this season more than I ever have. Like, they're not boring. Like, they're so exciting on both sides of the yeah. ball. They, got like, they are Jesus. electric. Like, not... like, Seattle, I, I don't get that that hype. Geno's been fun, but nah, I feel like nah, the Niners nah. are you the got, ride. You got, you got I'm with you, Brendan. I'm with you, you got, on that. You got Geno. You got Ken Walker, who's going to be Rookie of the Year. You got DK Metcalf, who's a piece of itself. You got Tyler Lockett. Who all, everybody's like, what the fuck is Tyler Lockett, you know, doing this good with Geno Smith? And he's the man. Like, like, yeah. this is what we thought the Denver Broncos were gonna be. Right. Russell Wilson this year. Which is ironic. Yeah. So it's ironic. The fucking Seahawks. I and the thing is, I as as talented as the 49ers are with that defense, with McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle, Ayuk. 
Brock Purdy's the quarterback. So nice. He's so good. But but it's it, but it's it's the playoffs. It don't matter when you have CMC. Let me tell you. Or Kyle Shanahan. Hey, the mm-hmm. the 49ers made the moves, right? You saw the Rams, the Cooper Cup, and uh, just and the Rams with like Odell and, and all these different guys. I think the 49ers adding CMC, having all the other weapons around, I think I think they're gonna make a run. I got 49ers big in this game. And you you don't think you don't think Brock Purdy is gonna matter at all when it comes to that run. I'm not saying this game this week against the Seahawks. I'm saying when you know nitty gritty, if they gotta go into Philadelphia, you think Brock Purdy can do it? Of course he goes if he goes toe to toe with like a Philadelphia, I think he's gonna have the biggest challenge that he's faced. But I you know, right now I think he, he'll be able to get by the Seahawks first round. All right. Me too. Yeah, I don't like it. You really want to see the Hawks go any further? I I I need I, I need to see the Niners beat the Eagles. That's what I want to see. I no, want no, Brock no. to be that guy, Mister Relevant. No, no, that's that's what we love. That's what I want to see. That's what I'm excited about. Why can't Gino be that? Why, guy? Yeah, why, why can't, can't Gino? Why, why can't, can't Gino, Gino go into Philadelphia? Guy. Because Gino doesn't have the defense to back him up. He's he, he's not going bowl? to outshoot out. The, not, the, the Seattle defense is too leaky. You can't outshoot out Brock Purdy in the offense. Anyone could be running that offense. It doesn't. It doesn't even matter. That's how. That's how good they are and how methodical they are. Too much talent. You said it. Man, I feel like their offense has been kind of wonky the past month or so. Like they if only one put person up, what, has a 10 bad points game against against the Saints. Granted, it was Minshew, but still, you know, he's I mean, talking, he he's talking about the Niners. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Talk about the Eagles. Sorry. So we all got the Niners. I think so. Yes. I don't like it. So, uh, Saturday night. Here we go. Chargers at Jags. Oh, I love how it's in Jacksonville. Don't you love that when the worst team has a home game? Yep. What the? The worst team? I mean, record-wise. I don't know. The actual worst team, though, is the Chargers, and they're going to lose to the Jaguars. I'm picking the Jags. Me too. Where's all the the Justin Herbert hype that I've been hearing? Dead. Dead and buried. It's not real. He's still good. He's still Chargers, a good quarterback, baby. but you're going Chargers. Allen's going to go off in that game. 150 yards, two touchdowns. Whew. The Keenan show. I think Keenan's going. I think Keenan's going to have himself a day. Sorry. The question Brendan. is, the question is, is Trevor Lawrence going to step up, or is he going to be like, ah, they're not ready? I well, think this game's going to be. I think either way for this, Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence. I Justin mean, Herbert, I would say. I'll be honest. If I'm being honest, Justin Herbert. Think of all the um, big games, though, Trevor Lawrence has played in college. How many national championships he been to? I mean, glad. I just want to – did you see him last week? He looked shook half uh, on half his throws. That's because he was staring at Denver, Derrick Henry's cock across the sideline. <laughs> this, uh, this is the first playoff game for both of them, right? Herbert yeah. never made it. And I would say the Jaguars are on the up and up, but you can never count out the Chargers because they they're not they haven't been executing as well. And that's why you think they haven't been that great, but they will always have the weapons. And it just takes one night of you know everything firing on all cylinders to just demolish their opponent. You know, it's not going to be three that night. It's not going to be that night. Jaguars. Hell yeah! <laughs> Let's go, right Jaguars. Here. I'm with you. 
All right. How, moving on to Sunday, we got a slate of three games where the Dolphins go to Buffalo to face the Bills. The Dolphins got in uh, because they beat the Jets in a whopping shootout of nine to six, Ooh. and uh, the Bills did the thing against the Patriots. And the Steelers won too. They almost got in. Mike Tomlin, another over five hundred season. He is a good coach. Yes. Yeah, kind of crazy that they were able to turn their season around uh, the way that they did and even make a run at the playoffs. Uh, pretty impressive. Especially when Deontay Johnson didn't get a touchdown. Mm. No, but George Pickens did a lot. Oh, yeah. He's a good. Lot. He's very good. Uh, so Pickens here's what this game comes down to. Oh, okay. It's cold. It'll be cold. Yeah. And that is not the Dolphins element. Nope. And uh, the Bills are going to win. Because it's cold? Is Tua, is Tua still out? Yeah, yeah Tua's out. Almost positive. Oh, they have no Brains shot. Much. They have no shot. <laughs> they have no shot. Yeah, it's Bills. Bills. They don't if, have Tua if, or Kenyon Drake. If Tua <laughs> plays, they have a shot. If he doesn't play, no chance. And even if Tua was playing, I'd still pick the Bills. So yeah, how much How much of a shot would you say if they had Tua play? Without Tua is 0.0. 0. With, oh. with Tua, I'd give them 33%. Oh, the only way they go up is if you need to see the little temperature gauge on the sideline for half the game, and it's like pushing like a hundred. Yeah, that's yeah. the only way you could. They can even just slide covering half the camera. Yeah, yeah, like you the can't, screen. It's like it's hot. So yeah, no, I, I, they have no shot. They look like absolute garbage. Tyreek yeah. injured. Uh, Jalen uh, Waddle walked off with a little bit of an injury too. I think they're ready to pack it up. I don't think. Yeah, they're, they're going to the cannery after this. So we're talking. Don't <laughs> blow out. Similar to last wild card round with the Bills yeah. and the Jets. Okay. Yeah, well, that hurts bills, the Bills. Bills all the way around. That hurts the as Bills. As long as Damar Hamlin is alive, the Bills are alive. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then on, well then on Saturday, um, Sunday afternoon, we got the New York football giants going into Minnesota to face the Vikings. Something has to be said about them. We're praising the the oh, Lions oh. and and uh, uh, Jaguars and stuff. What about the so, Giants? Yeah, my it. guy, he's coach of the year because Able. I don't I don't think anybody had the Giants anywhere close to the playoffs. Ah, no shot. And yeah. I think freaking Daniel Jones dropping thirty points in Week Seventeen is like, yeah. damn. It's me my chance. Now these, these teams just faced <laughs> each other a couple of weeks ago. I didn't mean it that way. That's okay. Um, but that's the way and, I took it. So. And the Vikings handled them pretty well. Do we think it's going to happen again? Yes. Taking the Vikings. Glenn, you've been so against the Vikings all year, calling them frauds. Yeah. And they're going to win again. They're going to move on and keep proving you wrong. See, unfortunately, I think you're right. But it's because I don't believe in the Giants. The, yeah. Giants, the Giants are... They're cool. They're a good little team. You know, but a little team that could. A little choo-choo train, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As as much as I hate to admit it, you know, the Vikings, albeit they're frauds, they're just better frauds than the Giants are. You know what I mean? Okay. My I, I have I, ever since I saw this matchup, I've had a firm take on this game. I'm sure you guys have seen the stat about how the Vikings um, if they just lost their one possession game wins, they would only have one win this year. 
Like they've yeah, they would all they would Crazy. be the worst team Holy in the shit. NFL if their I one position so. wins went the other way. Um, That's crazy. I didn't even see that. So yeah, it was so like they're the ones the who finding a way. They're they're finding a way, and it's all about that last position. Think about that game against the Bills they won, where it was like the it was like miracle after miracle. Oh yeah, just, I know. To, <laughs> just to even super. get there. I, I think that it's going to reverse this game because the Giants have the same the same horseshoe that was up my ass for this <laughs> fantasy year is up the Giants' ass at the same time. I think this it's going to come down to a one possession game, and it's going to go in the way of the Giants, and they're going to beat the Vikings and disappoint. Ooh, that's my I, take. I got that, Giants. That's almost like a hot take. I like that one possession game, team. and the Giants win. Going against taken. the stats, I like Daniel it. Jones. Maybe- He's been he's been hated on all year, and he's just been proving everyone wrong. And I think he beats Kirk. I think Kirk goes a uh, full diaper. Let's make this uh, even more of a hot take. Is the it'll be a one possession win because the Giants take the lead, or because Kirk fucks up? Like I a think pick to end. It's it the something. Kirk. It's the Kirk fuck up. That's that'd be I mean. a good way to end it. Would, Glenn would love that. I would. <laughs> Jake, what do you say? I think the Giants. I think the Giants win this. I think Dave All. My opinion is Coach of the Year. Uh, no offense to what is it? Who is it? Marone? Doug Marone? What's his? No. What's your uh, coach? Peterson. Peterson. Doug Peterson. I get them mixed up. But yeah, no. I think Dave All is the Coach of the Year, and I think the Giants have a good team. And uh, yeah, I think they, they. I think they're gonna make a run. They're gonna surprise people. It's gonna come down to who has the fullest diaper. Whether the it's the diapers or. Uh, <laughs> Kirk Cousins. And, and, and let's Diaper be honest, Derby. who's been known to fill this diaper? Diaper Derby. Or the Diaper Derby. It's got to be Kirk, right? Um, yeah. He has the highest potential, but the odds, I think, are in favor of Kirk of doing well. No, but yeah, I'm Justin Kirk- Jefferson. If Justin Jefferson goes off, then I can easily see the Vikings winning. I think it really comes down to what he does and if they can lock him up. Or not. Yeah, like Kirk has is wearing the bigger diaper, so it, it could fill a lot more than Daniel Jones. But I think the odds of him actually filling it are low. If that makes I'm going sense. Giant. Damn. Vikings. I like it. It's Giants. So, so me, Brandon. Vikings. No, Susan, Susan, you picked the Giants. No, Vikings. Yeah, you you and Mason picked the Vikings. But someone has sense in this podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love play. This is gonna be so fun. I love playing football. Um, Sunday night, you got the Baltimore Ravens going into the jungle to face the Cincinnati Bengals. Are the we Ravens frauds? Well, dude, I, yeah. But <laughs> they uh is Lamar I, even playing? I don't think no. he is. Yeah, hasn't really mattered either. Give me the bang. And it hasn't mattered. So so that's the thing. Are they frauds? I don't know. Yes, they got embarrassed by the Bengals last week. They're not yep. gonna have they're not gonna have uh Lamar Jackson. I doubt that much is gonna change within a week. They're gonna get some they could have been doing the thing, yo, where they give you one look one week and then they throw another thing at you the next week. <laughs> oh yeah, they expelled. just played him. That's kind of weird. The old switcheroo. The back to back. Yeah. I think this um, game for the Ravens is like the Scooby Doo mask reveal, except it's always a piece of shit and it's always the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, oh my god, they're shit. Oh wait, no, they're bad. Oh, it's they're you know, they have they're so unconvincing. The Bengals are going to roll over them. It's going to you know be embarrassing. 
This might be a trap game for the Bengals. No, come on. That's too. That's a fake trap. That's a fraud trap. This might be, this might be a trap game for the Bengals because when they watch Saturday, when they watch the Bills fucking clean house against Miami, they're going to be like, okay, we got the Bills next week. And uh, they're going to be thinking about it. And then something might go wrong. And something good might happen with Taylor Huntley. And he might just ball out. J.K. Dobbins Damn. might... Might just fall into the end zone a couple times. Yeah, and, and Mark the Andrews might finally might have a good game. Beat the Cincinnati Bengals, but they're not I'm taking the. Room. Yeah, maybe I'll find a million dollars on the sidewalk tomorrow. Now give me, give me the Bengals, but watch out, watch out. It might be closer than people think. Bengals by a landslide. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it's got to be Monday night. It's gonna be at the end of the week. Yeah, I can't just get it over with on Saturday. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> All Monday eyes night. on this one. I think this is the trap game. Monday night. Yeah, for the oh my god, dude! Monday night, the Dallas Cowboys have to go to Tampa Bay <laughs> face Tom <laughs> Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Cowboys have never beaten Tom Brady. And ah, oh, fuck, man! Glenn- why, does, why does this have to happen? I'm going to be honest with you, man. If it was almost any other team that's coming out of the NFC, I would pick the Cowboys. I'm mm. picking the Bucks. I'm sorry, dude. There's no way. There's no way that Brady's going to lose. I'm sorry. Which sounds crazy. I believe the Cowboys are favored, right? Dude, and of I course. said this. I said this a couple weeks ago. Like, watching both teams all year, it's clearly obvious that the Cowboys are a better team. Than this, than the than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah. But because of who Tom Brady is, and because of who the Dallas Cowboys are, you just throw everything out the window. I know <laughs> that's such like like not logical. Um, yeah, like, like analysis, uh, lo- like, logic, like, like, I guess. I yeah, analysis, but like it's so true, and that's why I'm gonna pick the Bucks too, <laughs> just because of that. Yeah, it's, it's almost like when the Cowboys play the Bucks, it's like everything is in slow motion for the Cowboys, and the Buccaneers are just playing like normal, and the, and the Cowboys just somehow find a way to fuck up. <laughs> find a way. I don't understand it. I, it really makes no sense because, like Len was saying, the Cowboys had a, an amazing year. I, I love watching them. CD Lamb, baller. Loved watching them, but I don't know, man. Something happens. Something happens when Brady's around. I think I saw Dak being compared to Davis Mills through like with like interceptions or something. Just all right. right, I'm gonna say this, okay? I don't feel good about this game. (laughs) I I feel even worse about this game than I felt about last year's game when the Cowboys played the 49ers. Um I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Especially after what I saw this Sunday from Dallas. And what I saw two weeks ago from Tampa Bay in a must-win game to make the playoffs. I don't like it. But there is one thing, one thing that is on the Cowboys' side. If we can look to any bright spots. You, you got all this history with Tom Brady, never losing the Cowboys. You got the history of the Cowboys choking and this and that. There is one thing that you can look towards. If you noticed my name. In the chat is hashtag the pattern. Okay. There's a pattern going on this year. I don't know if you guys have been following Cowboys as closely as I have, but if you look at this pattern, Cowboys lost week one 
against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's one loss, okay? And the worst game that I think Dak Prescott's played, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say in his career, was week one. That, that was very bad. Because it just goes to show that they're facing the Bucs this week, too, so that's a good sign. Another good sign for the Cowboys. They lose week one. They win their next four, okay? They lose to the Packers. They win their next two. Hmm. They lose to, I'm sorry, they lose to the Eagles uh, first. That was, the, that was the game on Sunday night. They win their next two. They lose to the Packers. They win their next four. They lose to the Jaguars. They win their next two. And then they lose to the Commanders, which means if the pattern continues, they will win their next four. And the Dallas Cowboys will be your 2023 Super Bowl champions. Oh, my God. So now it's just like, which nonsense logic are you going <laughs> to refer to to figure out who's going to win this game? Where did you find that out? Did the Illuminati, like, slide in your DMs and, like, show you that? Like, it's all yeah, over, it's like, it's all over like Cowboys Twitter. It's all over. One of those old pelotophobian videos. Oh, my God, mate. <laughs> QAnon. Um, so, yeah. I mean, so that's, so that's their points. Super Bowl narrative. You look at You look at anything else. You know, at this game where, you know, everything favoring the Bucs side, Tom Brady finally getting hot. The Bucs looking good to finish off the year. It's the Cowboys where anything that can go wrong will go wrong. You put all that in the Bucks corner. So if you have a Venn diagram, it's all these lists that one side says Bucks, the other one says uh, Cowboys. Actually, I guess it wouldn't be. Just be two lists. Okay. Pros and cons. All this is in the Bucks side. You got one thing. That's the pattern. Put that in the Cowboys side. Yeah, I'll, I'll compare this to me. Uh, I keep saying that when it comes to fantasy, I'm very close to Dak, and Glenn doesn't like that. See, there was a pattern this year in our league, and that was everything not going according to pattern, like Jake Aronson. That was once every three years. That didn't work. Glenn <laughs> making the playoffs, that didn't work. Souza losing the first round, that's the pattern. The pattern's going to be that that's going to break too. I was projected to win. I was the favorite, just like the Cowboys were. Your dad had missing players. But there was always that feeling. Souza doesn't make it through. I have a feeling Glenn's dad's going to win, even though he's projected to lose. And what happened? I lost. So, I so, think so the, the pattern continues. No, the pattern of our year was that what usually happens wasn't happening. But it did happen because so you within- lost in the first round. So within the big pattern, it didn't happen. But within the little pattern, the, the losing it happened. Depends if you're looking I, at the macro pattern. But then there's also <laughs> it's the one-year one pattern. winning the toilet well, as well. So that also happened. You know what? You guys um, are just helping my case. No, no, Glenn, no. No. Because you're talking about the one-year pattern of the Cowboys this year. The one-year pattern in our league was that things were opposite. You were making the playoffs. Jake Aronson was good two years in a row. The, what was supposed to happen was me winning the first round because that usually doesn't happen. Yeah, but I was supposed to make the playoffs because that usually happens. No, but this the pattern this year was that shit was back ass backwards, and for that ass backwards thing to continue, I was supposed to win the first round because that would but just be ass backwards. Me. But you didn't. I didn't. Just like the Cowboys are not going to complete your pattern. No, just like the Bucks <laughs> are gonna. Fuck! Jake knows what I'm talking about. I don't know who I am anymore. So you're all taking the Bucks, huh? 
I got I love, Cowboys. The analysis got for this game was I got absurd. Cowboys winning this game. I think Where? I hate to overuse the term frauds, but I think that this reverse psychology actually is going to help the Cowboys because of their mentality. Like their mentality going into this game is like, yeah, like we're we just we're, we're not expected to win. I think they're favorites, but everyone knows everything's going against them. Uh, I think. Dak finally shows up this game um, and he beats Brady and maybe I'm playing to what I would want to see, but I think the Cowboys Cowboys are going to win this game. Cowboys defense shows up, shut Where's down Tom Brady. It's in it's Tampa. It's, because it's in Tampa. I, I, again, where, you know, teams have the worst record. They still get the host playoff games. It's 2023. That hasn't changed yet. We say Jake. It's in Tampa. Uh, give me the Bucks. Give me the Bucks. When does in mean anything? When does it, what does that mean? When does Tampa what? Bay like like I, that's not like a I'm not scared of Tampa at home. So the uh, Cowboys yeah, be scared just, of Tampa at home? Like, I don't know if you, it might help a little bit, but it's I don't think it's going to intimidate the Cowboys. No, probably I not. I mean, I, I think it'll be a factor. Yeah, I don't fucking know. All I know is I feel like I'm not going to be happy Tuesday morning. <laughs> That's all I know. Uh, I'm trying to get together with your brother to watch the game. And uh, the invite goes to the rest of you, too, on Monday night. I don't know where we're watching it. I don't know if we're going to his house or if we're going to a bar or going to watch it in Tampa Bay. I don't, I don't know yet. In Tampa. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll join for that for sure. Cool. Um. So that's round one. I mean, do, do we have an early pick for the Super Bowl based on all these teams that are there? Like, who do we think is going to go in the Super Bowl? I'm leaning Chiefs or Bills. I really think it's going to be the AFC. And who's it pains me to say it, but I really think it's, it might be the Chiefs. Chiefs against who? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is it too easy to just say the Eagles? I'm saying the Bills. Bills. 49. The 49ers are sweeping the NFC. So? They're going. They're beeline to. I. I think it's going to be Chiefs versus 49ers. Again, I real Chiefs. Are, why? Why? Why are we suddenly against the Chiefs? They've only gotten better on defense. They're I'm not saying. I'm not saying your end of it. I'm saying the 49ers. Oh, no, for the 49ers, I think they have everything going for them, and the NF- NFC is winnable. They, they have the easy – so they beat the Seahawks, which, I mean, you know, you can hype up the Seahawks all you want. Um, but I think they're going to go into the next game of confidence. Brock Purdy gets his first playoff win. Um, and then they get the Giants, like I said, frauds, and then or the Giant, or I'm sorry, the Vikings or the Giants, which are both beatable teams. And then who knows what happens at the top of the bracket, but I don't think the Eagles are this shoe-in for the game. I think that – that Niners game, if they can beat the Eagles, I think they can win the Super Bowl. I have the 49ers winning. Mason, who's in the Super Bowl for you? Um, I got Bills and 49ers personally. Um, I think I think the Bills obviously have a really good offense and they also have a good defense. Um yeah, and I think I think they went into Kansas City and they beat Kansas City earlier in the season. So I think technically this game would be if the AFC Championship game were to be Buffalo and KC, it'd be played at a neutral site due to what happened 
with uh, the game being yeah, canceled. Week 17. So I think especially, especially if the Chiefs don't have home field advantage with Arrowhead, I think the Bills definitely can win that matchup. Um, and then I think I just think it's their time, man. I think eventually the 49ers not having – I mean, Brock Purdy has been serviceable, but I think eventually it's going to catch up to them that they have an inexperienced quarterback. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm changing my thesis. Chiefs in the Super Bowl, I think whoever – Wins out of the uh, Cowboys and Bucks. Actually, no. This this changes. All right. I, well, no. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, I think the Vikings are going to the Super Bowl. That's ah. that's my bold take. But the wait, Chiefs wait, wait, will wait, beat wait, wait, them. Wait, wait. How did you get? How did you get from? Um, I'm taking the winner of the Dallas and Tampa. Wait, never mind. Actually, the Vikings are winning the Super Bowl. No, because you. I was gonna say uh, the way I was looking at the bracket. I wasn't thinking about the seeding thing, so I was like, oh, winner of Cowboys, Bucks faces the Eagles, and I was going to say yeah, whoever comes out of that game is going to beat the Eagles. Like if the, if the Cowboys face the Eagles or the Bucks face the Eagles, I feel like the Eagles will lose, and then the Vikings will beat that team in the championship, NFC. But regardless, I'm still going to pick the Vikings going to the Super Bowl. Bold take. Very well, bold. They won't win it, but they'll go there. Scare Glenn a little bit. I'm going to say (laughs) – I don't know who to pick out of the NFC. I really don't. I almost said Seahawks for a second. (laughs) Dude. But uh, in the AFC, I firmly believe it's going to be the Bills. I think for how last year ended and from – like start to finish this bill season. Um, I think they're built for the postseason, And I think this is Josh Allen's time. And if it's not this year, then I don't know when it's going to be um, for Josh Allen to reach the Super Bowl because Pat Mahomes isn't going anywhere. Neither is Joe Burrow. Neither is, you know, Lamar. Well, we don't know about Lamar, but um, I think the bills have the best team top to bottom in the AFC. The Chiefs are great, and you can never count out Pat Mahomes. But if it comes down to a Bills-Chiefs-AFC championship, I think Mahomes will have to play perfect, and I don't know if he could play perfect against the Buffalo Bills. Whereas I think Josh Allen has a little more leeway with how good the Bills' defense is um, and doesn't necessarily have to play perfect against the Kansas City Chiefs to win. I think Mahomes has to be... At the cream of the crop, his A game. If he does that, the Chiefs are going to win the whole thing. There's not a doubt in my mind. But it's a tough task to ask for Mahomes um, when, you know, he's got to go through the cream of the crop in the AFC. But in the NFC, I don't fucking know. I, I can't. Like, it's not going to be the Seahawks, Glenn. That I'll I tell want, you. <laughs> Susan, I, I'd like to see. Uh, I don't know if I'd like to see the Vikings. But if the Vikings and the Bills make it, both teams haven't won a Super Bowl. I believe they're combined like 0-7 in the Super Bowl. Um, like we had this year. New chance. Well, <laughs> see, I, I don't know who's coming out of the NFC. Uh, could be could be the Eagles. Obvious choice would be the Eagles. Um, but then again, I think they're beatable. 
I think anybody can come out of the NFC. Anybody in the NFC can beat anybody in the NFC. Where I think it's more clear-cut that it's going to be the Bills or Chiefs uh, coming out of the AFC. So that's what I got right now. Uh, before we get off, we will do our sizzling hot takes for the week. I'm sorry. <clears throat> sizzling hot takes uh, for Wild Card Weekend brought to you by Der Burgers. Jake, are the burgers good? Der. Der. I'll go first. Saquon Barkley. 200 total yards from scrimmage. Giants dub. Nice. Love that. Oh, Mason? Uh, I was going to say, I don't know if this is a sizzling hot take, considering that most of us are taking the Jaguars. But the Jaguars are going to beat the Chargers. And my friends, Evan Ingram is going to have over 150 yards and two touchdowns. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, what? 150 yards for Ingram? (laughs) Done it. I was thinking about. I was thinking about doing. That's true. I was thinking about an Ingram hot take, but I couldn't get myself to do it. But you did it for me. Craig's gonna disown me for that one. (laughs) Yeah, Susan. My hot take is that we're finally gonna get a Mark Andrews game. He's gonna have a whole hundred plus yards and two touchdowns, and they're gonna lose. Damn. I hope that happens. Jake, what do you say? My sizzling hot take is that Kenny Galladay. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Keenan <laughs> Allen. Keenan Allen. I alluded to this earlier, but Keenan Allen is going to go off for two touchdowns, at least 150 yards. I'll give him 175. And uh, yeah, he's going to be the reason why the Chargers win. Dang. Uh, Brendan. My hot take is that Dak uh, has the game of his life and. Uh, Ends Tom Brady's uh, time at the Buccaneers. I think that Dak will put up two like like a perfect serviceable playoff winning game, like two touchdowns, no interceptions, like 250 yards, and they just they just push through and win. I think that's what's happening. I'll fucking come (laughs) live on this podcast next week. Oh no, not live. We already got Susan doing it to the Kirk Cousins. No, they don't know about that. Um, off the record that was sizzling hot takes brought to you by dirt burgers brendan are the burgers good dirt dirt gentlemen i thank you for being on the podcast this week took a lot of courage uh yes. brendan to come on thanks for coming sec- guys second place asterisk loser jake took a lot of courage to come on as an asterisk <laughs> thanks for having me you know it's just uh it's tough to see because you know I was, I was ready for like the league to have a new champion, nice fresh face to, you know, shoot us into twenty twenty three, and then we got this. Uh, <sighs> what are you gonna do, Jake? You know? If the game finished, would you have won? If the game finished, would I have won? Probably not, but I think I'd have a shot. I, I, if I had to lean one way, I was going to lean your way, mm-hmm. but that's, that's not to say I didn't have a chance. 
Like, yeah. You definitely had a chance. Absolutely. And you I just found a way. Because apparently some people think that Josh Allen yep, no found a way that he's going to get 26 points. <laughs> so and Impossible. Not possible. Not possible. <laughs> yeah, Susan, um, you definitely got screwed by by uh, by this the most for sure. Yeah, but it wouldn't be wouldn't be fancy football if Susan wasn't getting screwed. Yeah, wouldn't, it would be <laughs> wouldn't be fancy if I didn't have to wait till Thursday to know I lost a playoff matchup. <laughs> uh, Nuts and bolts. All right, boys. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, as far as the playoff schedule for us, I don't know what you guys want to do. If you just want to recap next week's epi- uh, playoffs, and then, or we just want to wait till the Super Bowl happens, we don't know. It's all on the fly here. Let's tell each other podcast. We have an awards show to do, right? We do have an awards. I forgot about the awards, dude. The awards. Right. What's gonna happen is next week on uh, Stellar Seller Podcast, we're gonna be having the um, annual 2023 Stellar Awards show, where at the beginning of the season we predicted who would win these awards, and you can laugh at us to see how far off we were. Um, the nominees will be posted on Twitter. Probably either tomorrow or Thursday, then everyone will have until the weekend or until Tuesday when we record to vote. Um, whoever gets the highest vote for each award will be that award winner. And these awards uh, consist of, but are not limited to, Seller Star of the Year, Fuck of the Year, uh, Steal of the Draft, Trash the Treasure. It's, it's, uh, it's a good reflection of what the fantasy football season was. And to see how accurate everybody was as far as their projections going into the year. And to see if that actually came afloat. And then obviously it's a way to us to interact with the listeners because we want your votes. We want to see who you think is deserving of each award. And um, yeah, that'll be next week. Thank you for that. I was going to end this podcast saying, I don't know when we'll see you, but we'll see you. <laughs> oh, award show. Yeah. We got to dress up and everything. That's it. All right. Um, thanks for coming out, guys. Uh, Thank you. Pleasure. Love it. I think we should just get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.